Hey everyone, it's Nigel here, giving you a heads up that Tazzy and I are on a recording break for January before we return for season 5 of the Story x Story podcast. That means that over the next few weeks, you'll be hearing rewind episodes of our past live streams. It will be a chance to showcase some of the other shows that we do as part of My Matter, in case you missed them. So you'll be hearing Tazzy and I talk video games in the Gamepad Report, as well as hearing interviews we've done with comic creators and cosplayers. So stay tuned for those discussions and we'll be back recording new episodes of the Story x Story podcast in February. everyone and welcome to our creativity and cosplay roundtable. We've brought together some amazing cosplayers to inspire and empower the community and get some tips too. We'll be talking about each panelist about their journey into cosplay, how they work on their craft and overcome challenges to do their best. For anyone new to us, My Matter is a UK-based brand that creates original manga, runs community video game events, and works with young people to inspire creativity and promote diversity. We've been doing live streams as a part of our Studio 77 platform since 2020, and you can watch live here on Twitch, and later in 2023, you'll be able to become a Studio 77 member to get exclusive access to our live stream events and content across the Mayamada universe. Content like this interview, which will be available to Studio 77 members after it disappears from Twitch VOD. So let's introduce our panelists for today. Uh, so we have with us Kira, aka Kaz Kazum Kazumi Cat. Sorry, I should have checked everyone's pronunciations beforehand. <laughs> so I apologize if I pronounce anyone's uh, names or handles wrong. Who is a British cosplayer who has been cosplaying for over six years? Though I don't know if this information is that right. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Okay, awesome. Since MCM London Comic Con. I also have with us Kalika, aka Midnight Persona, our friendly neighborhood cosplayer, <laughs> a plus size queer cosplayer who advocates strongly for equality and diversity in the community. Welcome. <laughs> and we also have with us Izzy Kento an Afro-Indigenous non-binary cosplayer from California who also discusses anime, mental health, and spirituality. Hello, welcome! So, as you can see, we have an awesome lineup of panelists today. Uh, so thank you anyone that's joining us live in chat as we're streaming this. And we also going to put up a Twitch poll asking you what cosplay made an impression on you in 2022 and why. Uh, let us know in the chat. I'm going to put that out to our panelists as well. What cosplay made an impression on you in 2022 and why? <laughs> There's someone that I follow that made the Legend of Zelda Guardian, the one that terrified me the wild. They made it and they actually got it to a con. They almost didn't. So they got a lot of support to get it to con and it functions and has a little laser sight. And I was just like, I want to get to that point in making things that are just that impressive, you know? Wow, that is mind blowing. 
feel like I'd be a little bit terrified though. <laughs> yeah. Um, I follow someone and she built, I don't know if y'all have seen Bleach, but Renji's um, Bankai so, or Hishikai, but the blade, like she built it with like cardboard. And so it moves up and down and it like, it's kind of like an accordion style. So it like contracts and then comes back in. With cardboard. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. <laughs> so oh much fun. <laughs> wow. Um, for me, I would say um during one of my cosplay masquerades that I did last year, um, there was a co- um cosplayer who was cosplaying as um what's the character's name? Cena from um League of Legends. And she had like such a huge gun prop that lit up. Yeah, it was so huge. Actually, <laughs> I, I'm going to say another cosplayer. Another cosplayer was um, my friend. I think her name's Chibi Kitty. Um, she cosplayed as the um, Chainsaw Girl oh. from that one anime game. Is it anime? <laughs> I don't think it is. But she put lights on her chainsaw and she put a speaker in it. And it just made the cosplay look amazing. So, that's yeah, so- I'll just say that's probably my highlight as well. Oh, Those my God. <laughs> big weapons are my thing. Even though <laughs> I haven't made one. I'm just blown away. I'm absolutely blown away. They sound amazing. <laughs> um, so uh, whether you're listening to this after or you're watching us live, make sure you follow us on Twitch and on our social media for exciting new projects from My Matter, including the second year of our Do I Look Like a Gamer campaign, a campaign celebrating representation in video games and providing support for video game careers for young and aspiring talent. And we'll also be putting everyone's social media uh, links in chat or the video description if you are watching back later. You can send your feedback and questions in the chat on our Discord or email us feedback at mymatter.com. We're also on social media at mymatter on Twitter and at mymatter.tv on Instagram or TikTok. So let's get into the main discussion. So we're going to start with everyone's origin story. Uh, where are you coming from and how did you get into cosplay? So we're just going to talk a bit about everyone's cosplay journey. Uh, so I'll start with uh, Kalika. How do you feel about your first cosplay looking back at it now? Uh, definitely good effort. I, I had started cosplaying because I just walked into a convention, saw that people were dressing up and was like, this is something people do normally outside of Halloween. And so I had to get into it because I already knew how to sew. So it was like a, a good way for me to put my skills towards something rather than just making like bunny sock plushies. <laughs> so I think my first co- my first cosplay technically was Itachi um, from Naruto, but that was to like a school spirit day. <laughs> and I just had a trench coat that I like taped red clouds to. And I had my hair in braids, so I just had it back in a braided ponytail and his uh, headband. And it was bad, but it was like, that's a good effort. I mean, it sounds great to me. (laughs) I feel like that sounds very creative and very much embodies the spirit of cosplay. (laughs) Oh, that is so sweet, though. Izzy, was anime the reason you got into cosplaying? Tell us a bit about your first cosplay. Let's see, was it the reason... The reason, I guess a mix of both, um, a love of anime and a love of makeup. 
and hair. So I went to cosmetology school. So like just the blend of both. Yeah, it was definitely anime was what like really started it. Um, my first cosplay, I wasn't even a cosplay account. Like I just, it was just like my regular page. And one day, I don't know why, I bought this like blue bob. And I was like, I could do Bulma. So my very first cosplay was Bulma <laughs> from Dragon Ball. Um, and I like did this little pose. So I had like, I edited Goku on Nimbus, like sitting on my <laughs> It was alright. <laughs> it was okay. Looking back on it, same, same. I'm just like good effort. <laughs> it's cute for the time, you know. How far you've come. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm going to put this one out to Kira, but if anyone else also wants to add on after, feel free. How long have you been cosplaying for, and what skills have you learned? So, um, just like my introduction. I've been cosplaying for over six years. Um, I started in 2016, though I've been attending conventions since 2012. It was quite a learning curve, to be honest, getting into cosplaying. One of the things that I definitely learned was how to do makeup. My first makeup, I looked like a clown, to be honest. <laughs> but um, I learned some makeup skills. Um, I learned how to do some stitches thanks to my grandma. Um, she gave me a sewing machine for one of my birthdays. Even though she loves to sew, she knew that I wanted to like get more into cosplaying. So she gave it to me and I learned how to do different stitches and hand stitches, especially when the machine broke. <laughs> <laughs> I learned how to do different types of stitches. Um, I also learned how to, um, I can kind of style wigs. I'm getting there, but it's still a bit of a learning curve. And I also make props. Um, I have made a key for my back, like a clockwork key that would spin around um, wow. using foam and oh, using a gear to make it spin. It hasn't worked exactly how I want it to work, but it's getting there. <laughs> but it's a cool skill that I learned. It makes me <laughs> want to be more creative with my cosplays. So um, yeah, those are some of the tools that, tools and things that I learned to use. Wow, that is so cool. And I love that you're not just like your grandma gave you so I love I love how my family get involved and like support like these amazing um these amazing hobbies and interests and, and paths oh so cute <laughs> so uh, this is to everyone do you have any characters you enjoy the most and keep coming back to and what draws you to a cosplay character uh, yeah <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, I I I have three characters I'm known for, which is Isabel from Anime, Animal Crossing. I was going to say Isabel. <laughs> Bowser from Mario. And a lot of people know me as doing a Beta Junko from Danganronpa. <laughs> my inspiration? <laughs> I a lot of the times pick my characters out of like feel good or like fun. Because Isabel was to start to help other people like have a good day and put smiles on faces and ask them about their day and tell them that everything's going to be okay as like a comfort character. Uh, Bowser's just because I love Bowser to death. <laughs> He's my favorite character. And and Jungo was kind of out of spite. <laughs> Wait, elaborate more on out of spite. <laughs> I want to know more about this. I'm a cosplayer that when people say, well, you can't do that because you won't look good. I'm like, bet. 
And so the moment someone says I can't do something, I'm immediate like, and now I will because you told me I couldn't. And now I'm going to try to make it the best that it can and bust it out of the water and make sure that you can't tell me anything else otherwise. So I've performed in that costume too, where I just, I don't like hearing people say no to anybody. So I have to prove a point. (laughs) I love that energy. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. I love that. Anyone else want to want to jump in on that question? For me, I think I would say I have two. I have Tanjiro, um, who I've done, I think, three. I think both of these characters have done three different ways already at this point. So Tanjiro from Demon Slayer and Luffy from One Piece. Those characters, I just keep coming back to. I'm about to do Luffy again. But like... <laughs> I love that. It's because like... Tanjiro really, like, embodies, like, I love how he's, like, a demon slayer, but he sits and and listens to the demon's stories and feels for them and has, like, a pure, gentle soul, which, like, you know, there's a scene where, like, they go to his soul and it's just, like, paradise. (laughs) Like, it's beautiful. So, like, that's how I would hope to be, how I hope I am. So there's Tanjiro. um, And then Luffy is, like, just super cool and like a revolutionary and this is awesome i love oh i love luffy so much. i was gonna cosplay luffy today so yeah <laughs> i've done him like three different ways already and then I'm, I'm gonna do another way to show people how to make it themselves oh that's very cool i'm like one piece is my ongoing anime and i'm on like episode 400 and something and i was really <laughs> enjoying it and then and then i was like yo how did I not know this anime was this good? It just keeps getting better and better. Like, <laughs> See, I understand why One Piece fans are the way that they are. Like, like you know how they're always like, watch One Piece, read One Piece. Like, I have turned into that. Like, the Jehovah's Witness of anime. <laughs> That's me right now with One Piece. Like, all the time. Whenever I just convinced somebody this week <laughs> at work, I was like, you have to. You have to do it. It's just so good. It's it's, it's so it has good. Everything. It has everything. It's amazing. It yeah, like and the straw hat pirates. Oh my! Like just I know I could go on forever. Please. <laughs> okay, this isn't work. this isn't a one piece <laughs> round table. This is a <laughs> cosplay one <laughs> round table. So should we should we move on? <laughs> we know the answer as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> My character is moving on from the. Oh. <laughs> no, joking. We can talk more one piece if we want. Like, <laughs> but yeah. Um, for me, um, I have two main characters. It might become three this year. The first one is Coconut from the anime Nekopara, which is also a game. I love cosplaying as Coconut so much. Um, mainly because she wears my favorite color, which is purple. And the character I relate to a lot, looking really mature, but is actually very immature. Um, so I always like to cosplay her as much because I love the like cuteness of her and she's mature just like me. So she's one of my favorite characters. Um, another one is Bowsette. Um, I feel like I really love Bowsette so much because I get to let out that inner anger, you know. I'm not always the cute happy-go-lucky or mature-looking person. Like, I can have some anger in me. <laughs> and I feel like the cosplay is very versatile for me. Um, I can do make it look casual. I can make it look like a ball gown. 
I can make it look like something a bit more fun. And I get to wear like a tail and horns. So, <laughs> but yeah, a third one is probably going to be Sailor Moon. I'm hoping to cosplay her more. But yeah, no, last year was my first year of cosplaying her. She's the reason why I got into cosplay in the first place. So, um, and hearing people say that I act kind of like Sailor Moon just makes me feel really happy to want to cosplay her more. So oh, hopefully she'll be another sweet. one that I keep coming back to. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Oh, my God. All awesome. All awesome cosplays that um, you've all got. Oh, my God. I'm just going to, I'm going to start promising. This is what I do when we do cosplay conversations. I start promising that I'm going to cosplay more. And then I make <laughs> a load of a load of characters that I'm going to cosplay. And then I, I, I just don't. So we might get more of those <laughs> this time around. <laughs> One year, I'll actually do them. <laughs> But I feel like one thing I have got from this conversation is that I'll probably cosplay some of the characters I have already cosplayed again and like feel a bit better because I do have fun with them. So I feel better talking to all of you about your <laughs> sort of like come back to characters. It's like I can go back to them. I'm just going to cosplay the ones I've done and not make promises I can't do. <laughs> we'll start there. We'll start there. <laughs> Um, so I want to talk a bit about cosplay at events. So it felt like last year was the big return to in-person events. And here at My Matter, we got involved in a lot of conventions, but we're going to find a bit about what our guests were up to last year. Um, so Kira, you were at London Comic Con last year. How did you find the experience and who did you cosplay as? <laughs> my mind went blank for a second because i forgot who i cosplayed as um <laughs> yeah um comic-con last year london comic-con yeah it was quite good it was nice to have things mostly back to normal and it definitely brought in the crowds there were so many people coming in i think it's probably because the advertisement being like london comic-con's back everyone come <laughs> but, um, yeah no it was very lively and like they brought some stuff back that they didn't have for a while, like the Fringe Festival. They brought like really famous like voice actors and actresses and like um some YouTubers as well, which really hyped up the people about it. But yeah, no, it was quite a good experience, though very overwhelming when there's so many people. Like to be honest, London Comic Con keeps growing and growing every year, which is good, but <laughs> I'm sure at one point the whole place is gonna be filled. Oh, yeah, no, other than that, it was good. Um, I'm just trying to remember. Who did I cosplay as? I think I did Beta Junko for one of the days. I remember just hopping around with my Afro buns being like, ooh. <laughs> and there was like a black cosplayer meet that I was helping run. Shout out to the UK black cosplayer group. Woo! I did nice. But <laughs> yeah, I did like um, Beta Junko. And I also did um, Sakura Miku. I did like an Afro bun Sakura Miku, which was quite fun. And I also did Sonico, police girl with a water gun, which was quite fun to shoot. But, <laughs> yeah, no, it was quite a great experience, to be honest. Like, it was a bit weird that everything was coming back. But it was also a bit more comforting as well. Like being able to see friends that I haven't seen for like years. Us coming all together to have fun again. It might not be exactly the same as how it was before, but it's still a comfort like we still get to see each other face to face rather than everything online so yeah mm, I hear that I hear that 
Um, so I'm going to ask this one from both Kalika and Izzy. Did either of you get to attend cons in 2020, uh, 2022? Why is that year such a mouthful? Um, <laughs> either in cosplay or just as regular civilians. And do they feel different to you now? Um, I think I went to DreamCon 1. Um, it's held by um, this group of Black YouTubers, RDC World. Um, it's pretty much like their own convention. I think that's the only one I went to. And it's very interesting. Um, I cosplayed, so I, whenever I go to cons, I go with my best friend and we do like duo cosplays so i did luffy <laughs> that's where i did my second version of luffy <laughs> i did luffy the first day they did law and then i did uh kisuke urahara from bleach they did yoruichi and then the last day we did i did nanami from jujutsu kaisen and they did toji it was cool because it was still pretty small um so you know just kept my mask on and everything like that. Um, but definitely different every year in which with every con that I go to because more and more people start to recognize me. So I just get stopped a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'll, I go down like Artist Alley. I'll take like a few steps and then it's like somebody recognizes me. And then like, you know, say hi, take pictures, da, 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 and then go a little bit more. So, like, it takes a while to get... I think three days is perfect because it definitely takes a good amount of time to get through a con when, like, people start to recognize you. It's it's really amazing. It's just, like, you know, when people tell you, like, oh, you, like, inspire me. I'm just, like, I'm ready to cry every time. <laughs> like, all day. Like, oh, my God. Like, I have to wear waterproof makeup because, like, I just... I'm just like, oh my god, my heart. <laughs> All day for three days. So that's the con experience. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. Like, I'm just so excited to get to a con now. I'm like, when's the next one? I need to, I need to go. It's fun. It's fun. It's I fun. love, I love. Together. Yeah. yeah. I can kind of piggyback off of that. But um, I, I went to quite a few cons last year. Um, I was also at DreamCon, and <laughs> I saw you there, and I was like, I can't talk to people who are cooler than me. So I was like, <laughs> I, just, I was just, I'm always starstruck by people, and um, I'm slowly getting that experience, too, of people recognizing me, because I've been going to cons since 2009, so I've just kind of gone throughout cons and had my fun and just done what I do. Uh, but then in the last year, I've had people be like, hey, I follow you on TikTok. And I'm like, oh, yeah, hi. And I don't know what to say because I don't know. how. I have a little bit of social anxiety, so I don't really know how to talk to people sometimes. And when people just come up to me and they're like, oh, my God, it's you. I'm like, it's me. I don't know why you're excited, but hi. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like so sweet and so nice. And like I got my first guesting spot last uh, year at KomoriCon and everyone was so sweet and so nice and it was like blowing my mind at how many people were just like yeah I mean, I'm nobody so it's really weird for people to recognize what I do and see me as a positive person too and I cosplayed a lot <laughs> last year so like Cult of the Lamb was probably one of my favorites to do uh, I always do Isabel half the time to cons and uh, I can't even remember half the I think I was I was a uh, Nobora from Jujutsu Kaisen at DreamCon. 
for I think like day one. <laughs> I feel like you could have done like a meet. <laughs> Let's change the subject. Okay. Are you going this year? Uh, hopefully. I don't oh know yet. It's, it's so far. And my friend was a guest. So I was like, hey, plus one. So I was there as their like handler. So also if I'm helping a friend because I've been a handler like I think two or three times last year, I don't make it about me. So if I'm like, I person, I know that person. I'm like, what do you want to talk to? Who do you, what do you want to do? So I'll just kind of be like in the background and be like, okay, let's go eat. Let's go do this and all that stuff. So <laughs> hopefully I can go back. Great. <laughs> I if I don't see a picture of you two at DreamCon next year, like or this year, oh, I'm gonna right. be so disappointed. <laughs> I'm gonna be so upset. <laughs> like I'm gonna be checking Instagram, be like, where's this picture? Because <laughs> I need it. I wish I could fly out there and we could just all be able to meet up. But no, uh, come across the pond. Come across the. Tell me when DreamCon is, and I'll <laughs> fly across the pond. July, July. I'll send July. you the information. <laughs> Please. Hmm. Well, I mean, I'm planning to go over in June anyway, so maybe I'll just, like, <laughs> stay. There we go. I'll just figure out a way I can just stay. I don't need to earn money. It's fine. <laughs> Who needs money when you get to take pictures and hang out with cosplayers? Come on. Right. Right? We can talk about One Piece. All three days. Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh well uh, uh nigel we might be planning a trip <laughs> <laughs> might want to put that in the schedule we might have to move around a few things <laughs> it's fine i can just go it's fine and i'll, I'll just uh, send you the pics <laughs> so um i'm gonna put this i want this one out to everyone how it has cosplaying changed for you over the past few years um are you doing more less or the same amount definitely doing a lot more than i used to yeah but social media has become a giant factor of cosplaying a lot more now too because i used to just cosplay when there was a convention around and vegas doesn't have a lot of conventions so it'd be like in the beginning of the year at the end of the year and then if we have some events in between maybe but um since social media made it so much more popular and like it's okay to just put on a costume and hang out I'm like once again can I do that can I just get into costume and sit at my computer so I've been doing it a lot more than I used to awesome and you can absolutely I love this idea of like we can just dress up I am doing well, this year I plan to do probably less, but more, what is it, like focused. So a bit, so I want to make props. I want to do, I want to challenge myself with special effects. I want to challenge myself with, you know, my makeup skills and everything like that. And I just did Brooke from One Piece uh, yesterday. Um, so, or the day before, that took five hours to do. So... You know, like, I don't want to just, I can't bust those out, <laughs> like, because it takes a few, it took me two different tries to get the face paint to look how I wanted it for Brooke, you know, so, and each time was like four or five hours. So I think I want to slow down with that, but be more focused and intentional about with my cosplays. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I see... Everyone who can cosplay and bust, oh my God, not only are they good, like, 
I'm a fan, right? Like, so let me just fangirl, like, real quick. Not only are they, uh, like, just busting out cosplays constantly, they're really great quality every time. And I'm just like, how do y'all... Like, I went to go get this, and I was already out of energy. Like, <laughs> just putting this robe on, I got tired. Like, how do y'all do this? I don't understand. I don't have the energy for this. So, I'm yeah. I'm still tired. <laughs> I'm still tired after doing it, but I'm just like, soldiers. Anyway. strongest soldiers for real. I don't understand. <laughs> um, I was going to say, for me... um. I'm kind of like a little bit of the opposite. Um, I feel like I'm doing less than how I was doing a few years back. I feel like it's just mainly because of how overwhelming social media is and having that pressure that you feel like you have to post a lot. And I feel like that's what I was doing before, but um, now I'm just like taking breaks in between to work on like mental health and not be overwhelmed by social media. But um, mm-hmm. this year, um, eh, this year I'm hoping to do more casual cosplays because another thing mm. was that cosplay can sometimes be quite expensive um but yeah no that's something I'm hoping to do I'm hoping to do a little bit more than how I did last year but keep it more casual keep it more fun maybe do some videos TikTok stuff I'm still not used to TikTok but <laughs> <laughs> I won't try but um yeah no I feel like I'm just I'm just taking it easy going with the flow love that yeah everyone's like on a different sort of like wave this year that's pretty cool like you've all got your own way that you're kind of approaching things going into the the new year so that's really cool I love to hear it all can I just add that if you like doing masquerade doing tiktok is really fun in that acting aspect and having fun with that that's kind of where I where I put my tiktoks in with masquerade and acting yeah, I feel like that's how I'm slowly converting to TikTok from like performing in the masquerade. And now I'm like, oh, I want to do more dances and twirls in Sailor Moon. <laughs> oh, yes, that all looks so good. <laughs> that sounds like so much fun. So uh, this is mainly for Izzy, but if anyone wants to add on, feel free. What's the best uh, slash positive slash funniest reaction you've had to a cosplay that you've done? Mm, actually, actually, I think it just happened uh, earlier today. So I was, uh, I had posted Brooke, like I said, skeleton, huge, tall <laughs> skeleton in one piece, right? And someone was like, now I understand, like looking at this, now I understand why they were, it, it was so unnerving to them to see this walking, talking skeleton. Cause they were like, now that I see it, like I'd be freaked out too. Like if that <laughs> skeleton was just coming up to me <laughs> and had this like really interesting laugh and was just like, you know, like Brooke is like, this is just a jolly. And I was just like, that makes so much sense. Actually, <laughs> I would be terrified. Cause One Piece characters are also like, extremely tall so what like eight feet like an eight foot tall skeleton (laughs) coming up to you oh my gosh no no so yeah I was like that's funny and it's funny because someone was like oh this is like you should be cast for like live action and I'm like I'm like a third of the size of brick like I'm small (laughs) so I thought that was funny because I was like that's that's uh, I'm sorry CGI Camera angles and stilts, these all exist. Like they already make a lot of (laughs) Yeah. They already make a lot of like male actors look taller than they are. (laughs) 
on film. They've been doing that for decades. So since like Hollywood began. So, you know, we can add. You can work for me. Yeah, you can work. You can work. We can, we can add a few, few feet onto you. Yeah, this is definitely one of the funniest. Um, I was going to say my one. Um, yeah. Even though it wasn't asked to me as well, but um, anyways, that's absolutely <laughs> fine. It's fine. Okay. Um, yeah. I was gonna say my one was when I was doing cosplay chess last year, which is quite interesting because like all these different characters act like their character on a chess piece, and every time one piece takes over another, you initiate um initiate a battle and stuff. But um, before I even started that, I came as Bowsette and I was like the queen of the um black pieces, and as soon as I came on. And did like my little pose and stuff. Someone from the audience shouted, "Step on me!" <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> I couldn't hold it out. Just be like, "Come here, come here, let me step on you." <laughs> but, um, no, I actually ended up stepping on someone as Bowser <laughs> when I was doing one of my battles. Um, to be honest, and I just felt so oh powerful. My- I was just like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> but it made me feel very powerful people want oh to be my god yeah give me that energy i love it oh my god that's amazing i mean i was here like i, I really i don't know what cosplay chess is i want to ask about that but like <laughs> i just want to like for a moment just that reaction that's just so funny that someone actually shouted out like Shout it out. Wow. They like just couldn't contain it. <laughs> I, I looked so powerful. I was wearing high heels. It looked like I was on stilts. <laughs> oh, love that. But yeah, like cosplay chess. Could you just explain that a bit better? I noticed like yeah. Yeah, okay, <laughs> Nigel's so... face was really confused as well. I know like stream can't see it, but <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, um, basically, um, unless someone else can explain it better. I've seen a lot of cosplay chess, but you've been in it, so it's a better experience. It was like my first experience, and I had like a bunch of battles, and I felt a little bit overwhelmed, but I just took it in. But basically, um, cosplay chess is basically a scenario where um, there's two people, one for the team white, one for the team black. Um, They have a bunch of characters um, on each team. Normally, you have the like, I don't really know chess pieces, like the knight, the queen, the king. And they have this big board on the ground. And basically the players, well, the people move the players to different spots, just like a normal chess game. But as soon as one piece takes over the other piece, for example, me as a Bowsette taking over, um, who was it? (laughs) I'm just trying to think of a character from the top of my head. Like if I took over Pikachu, for example, if I was Bowsette and I took over Pikachu, We'll initiate a battle and we'll act our scenario. Like, what is it? Like, oh, Pikachu's just hopping around and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, precious little pet. And I'll just act our scenario, be like, you're coming with me. And the Pikachu tries to fight me and I'll just be like burning the Pikachu down or something. <laughs> and that means I won the battle because I took over that piece. And then I'll go back to the board. But um, it's basically like where you act out different scenarios until one team wins and it's really good because you could get to see different characters interact with each other. So if you wanted to cosplay as your like character Luffy or like Isabel <laughs> and act out a scenario like that as your character, you can against another person's character. By the way, you do rehearse it beforehand. But um <laughs> yeah, no, it's really fun to watch and to be a part of. Oh so I definitely God. recommend it. 
I'm, I'm going to be down like a YouTube rabbit hole tonight and be in my bed. I'm going to be like cosplay chess. <laughs> I've just been introduced to something new and exciting and I'm here for it. Oh, wow. Like, okay. <laughs> um, so uh, I want everyone to answer this. At what conventions are you looking forward to being at in 2023? <laughs> I think that might be I I want to go to the conventions out here like in LA but just weather permitting <laughs> I'll be able to go you know because like the ones out here like at the end of the year and then that's when it gets cold and rainy and ah uh, yeah no so yeah but DreamCon because hopefully everybody here is going to be there <laughs> So, <laughs> to try and make that happen. I tend to go to some cons in California as well. I was at ALA. It was very rainy. <laughs> it was very windy and rainy. Uh, I, I tried to pick stuff that was like cold, like good with the cold. But um, there's a con in Utah called Anime Bonsai that I try to go to every year. Um, as many California cons as I can, if I can get there, because it's, it's sometimes expensive to drive up there and all that. Acon would be fun to go back to. Ooh. Uh, I, I, have, I have a list, but I can't remember all of them right now. <laughs> oh, hopefully Emerald City Comic Con. Ooh. <laughs> For me, I'm definitely looking forward to um, Megacon Birmingham. Okay. Any conventions that happen in Birmingham, in UK Birmingham, not America Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> Any of those conventions are like amazing for me. Um, I think there's like a new anime convention that's happening in Birmingham. Like everyone's just like talking about it. Like what's this mysterious convention that came out of nowhere? But um, I'm quite <laughs> curious about that one. And hopefully, I'm really hoping that I can go to America and go back to Colossal Con. I miss it so much. But I am open to exploring other conventions in the US. So if you guys have any suggestions, do let me know. But yeah, no, I'm mainly excited for the Birmingham conventions. And if I go back to America, that would be great too. Oh, awesome. Love that. So thank you for uh, joining us in chat. Make sure I read this right. Scribe Latte. I feel like I've read that right. Uh, thank you for joining us. And yes, that is... <laughs> okay, that was a big laugh. <laughs> My husband. Oh! Okay. Aww. He's like, I'm going to watch it when I get the chance. <laughs> That's so sweet. <laughs> we love supportive friends and family, like... <laughs> absolutely love it this is a family brand so of course we love when family supports <laughs> to support everyone oh well we appreciate you joining us um so i'm going to talk a bit about the craft of cosplay so everyone has a different approach to making their cosplays and um, so we'll find out a little bit how each of you put together your cosplays uh so we'll start with izzy Take us through your cosplay process. Uh, what are the steps you take from idea to the finished cosplay? Okay, so I figure out a character that I want to do. You Okay, this is the truthful, honest answer. I have a huge list of characters that I would love to cosplay. 
I don't get around to any of them because I cosplay based on how I feel around that general time or day. <laughs> so I could literally say like, oh, next week I want to do Gojo from Jujutsu Kaisen. It's not going to happen because next week I'm feeling like this. So I'm going to cosplay Tanjiro for the fifth time. You know, like something like that. But once I do find a character or on that list of characters, um, it depends on what I want to focus on. So um, if I want to build a prop for them. So I did Nell from um, Nelliel from Bleach and I sculpted her mask. So I try and take like an element that's like a little bit different and incorporate some type of build or special effects makeup. Like when I did Kenpachi, I did the scar and tried to make it look as real as possible. You know, skeleton book recently. So I try and take something that's very notable from the character and incorporate that into my like skill set or challenge myself skill wise. Once I did Hawks from my hero, because I like to do makeup, Hawks has red wings. And so I did uh, red wings on the side of my eyes and I tried to make them look, um, it was like flying, you know? But like makeup, you know, instead of like a cosplay, it was like makeup inspired by the character. So stuff, stuff like that, like I just kind of name the character and then I have, I just go based off my feelings and then from there, okay, what different type of element do I want to incorporate and uh, what skill set am I looking to practice this time around? And that's pretty much how it how it goes. And then I just kind of go from there, build what I need to build, look up tutorials on certain special effects stuff, um, challenge myself makeup wise, hair, you know, wigs, try and figure out that because synthetic, yeah, I'm, I'm learning <laughs> with the like cosplay wigs. Mm. Cosplay wigs is something different. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's a it's a skill in its own. So yeah, um, yeah, that's pretty much how it works. Hear that? I hear that. Um, Kalika and Kira, are your um, processes similar, or is there a difference that you sort of have in your processes? I have OCD. It, it can be severe sometimes. So a lot of the times, like, I have several notebooks around me. I will write the month, write how many cosplays I plan to do that month, what cosplays they're going to be, will I have time to do them, are they based on a holiday, are they based on a job I might be doing, are they just based on the mood of the month, you know, and I won't necessarily get to all of them, but I'll make sure that I have kind of a set thing that I'd like to try to do. And then if I get to them, I do. If I don't, I don't. Um, after figuring that out, I'll like go on TikTok, look for sounds, save every single sound in a certain audio file, get, like schedule that out. I'll take my clothes out. Behind me, there's like a little bin that I'll fold all the cosplay pieces together in the pen, in the bin in order of where, when I want to do them and have them all like organized and set to the side. And like, Half the time I'll get to them, half the time I won't. I've been trying to do Glamrock Freddy since October. It's still sitting in the bin. <laughs> so, um, and that one's been like a up and down because I want to do a femme version and I want to do a male version. So it's been sitting on the back burner, but I have like a lot of like process to picking out my cosplays. And then sometimes like last month, because it was 
end of the year holiday, I was like, and now I'm doing two cosplays and nothing else. So my whole <laughs> list then moves on to the next month. <laughs> uh, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, it sounds very organized. <laughs> when it wants to be. <laughs> it sounds like the intention is there. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's a bit opposite. Um, I think of an idea... And then I don't know, like I'd never go for the idea until like maybe a month or two before the convention. And then I just try and order a bunch of stuff. Um, I try and improvise with like, I think I start with small stuff first, the props um, and then the wigs. And then I leave the outfit making until the last minute. Um, sometimes I have to use glue, um, especially when it comes to a convention. Um, what is it at London Comic-Con last year? I spent half of the Sunday during the ma- before the masquerade sewing up my outfit at the convention center right by like um what was it the cosplay section of the convention where they have all the like stuff to fix your cosplays I was just there sewing my outfit piece by piece um a videographer wanted to work with me but I was like no sorry I'm <laughs> making my outfit right now for the convention <laughs> and then I was on the masquerade um but yeah no um my list of stuff is a bit chaotic um if i want to do something i try and go and do it but i just leave it very last minute yeah that sounds like some very intense last minute con crunch <laughs> is it even last minute if it's like at the con yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it? I, I was doing it the night before my flight to america one of my outfits oh um, my and gosh. then i was doing it at the hotel <laughs> i was sewing up my outfit at the, in america oh my, my god <laughs> that was awful. Wow. I had like no sleep sometimes. I'm just like fully awake for the con. <laughs> Woo. Professional con cruncher. <laughs> there we go. Just, just add that to your to your body. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we noticed that you are all very multi-talented. As well as cosplayers, your illustrators, makeup artists, photographers, the list just goes on and on and on. Um, are these skills that you've picked up as a result of cosplay or skills that you've brought to cosplay? Mine's kind of 50-50. Yeah. Like, I'm a photographer, but I've been taking pictures way before I started uh, learning about costuming. I <laughs> My beginning cosplay days had no makeup, and it, for me, was, like, terrible. <laughs> but I was very much so, like, one of those, like, rebel against makeup and being super feminine, I'll do what I want kind of person. And then as the years went on, like, I think it's been, like, three or four years, I was like, eh! It's like being an artist, so I'm just going to start playing in makeup. And then I fell in love with it, and I can't not do anything without makeup <laughs> on. And it's it's something that I've learned through cosplay, along with, like, confidence and things like that. So I feel like all of my skill sets kind of go hand-in-hand hand with my cosplay. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And I like that you added confidence there, because, you know, I listed off um, more technical skills. But, of course, you can pick up... And more soft skills from cosplaying as well. Yeah. Is it you was going to say something? No, I was thinking. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought it was, it looked like he was going to say something. I'm ready to talk. I don't know. <laughs> no, I was thinking about it because I was like, is there, as I was into makeup, I was into special effects. Um, I also am just kind of like an artist outside of cosplay. So I think similarly, like, cosplay has helped 
with it and I incorporate all of that into my cosplays, probably props, like building things. I didn't really do like hands-on stuff like that. So that was definitely something that I learned through cosplay. Yeah. I don't think I ever would have like done something like that. I mean, like I've sculpted once before, (laughs) but you know, like cosplay definitely like challenges you in so many different ways. So Oh, and photography, like taking pictures. I was never really one to like focus on like lighting and uh, all these different things. Like I just got new lighting recently and like upgraded my camera and everything like that. And I was like so happy and like never in my life did I think that I would (laughs) be at that point. And especially because of cosplay, like I never would have imagined that. But yeah, like that was something that I definitely learned. And now I, I look at when looking at my work or other people's work, like, oh, wow, like, they probably use this. And like, oh, that's really, you know, like, now I can see it in others. Where before, I probably would have been like, that's a nice picture, you know? Carol, what about you? Yeah, uh, the only thing I felt like I brought into cosplaying is just drawing and doing little doodles. Like, if I have, like, an idea of a certain character and I want to make something move, like, my shy guy shy guy shy gal bomb princess person (laughs) i can't remember the name shy bomb girl yeah it was a design that someone else did but um i looked at it and i drew what i wanted my cosplay to do like i wanted the key on my back to spin around like a clockwork key and i wanted like light to light up in my hair (laughs) and i just kind of draw it and it just helps me be more inspired to like produce that outfit or um what is it my friend was doing like a sailor moon kingdom hearts crossover cosplay group Ooh, yeah all the like most of the characters were taken except for luna so i asked can i be luna and um she said yeah but there wasn't any design for luna so i looked at one of my favorite characters from that series aqua and i drew up a design based on like aqua and luna using um luna's color scheme and I drew what I wanted it to look like. And I started making it piece by piece. And it came together pretty well. And I added like little stars and stuff. And yeah, I was able to do the shoot with the whole group. And we showed it to the artist. And the artist was like really happy to see like a Luna outfit as well. Even though she didn't draw the design. I was like, yeah, I drew it. But um, yeah, no, it was quite inspiring for me. But other than that, most of my other skills is just from cosplaying <laughs> i developed the skills from cosplaying but the only thing i brought in was drawing only you say that like it's the only oh my gosh i'm sitting yeah. here like amazed <laughs> by what you just said and you're like yeah you know yeah I, whatever, ha- whatever I, want, I believe like I, I think really hard i draw something i try and believe it and then it kind of happens it's not oh the best looking God. outfit but at least i made my vision come to life so yeah that's amazing I mean, that is a skill in itself <laughs> yeah so um i am going to sort of mainly ask kira because you've said that you've learned a lot of skills and um, but also anyone else uh, if you feel like you've got an answer that you really want to put out there feel free um but what's your go-to place or person to learn any new tips and tricks for cosplay oh no. i end up crying a little bit um i wasn't even gonna bring this up but um i might as well i would say my best friend um 
I know I shouldn't cry um yeah but my best friend go ahead feeling feelings are valid so thank you um yeah I got into cosplay thanks to my best friend and we get I go to conventions together yeah I always like she was so talented um she liked to make a lot of outfits one of her first outfits she made was like a Cinderella ball gown dress that she made by hand and she loved wearing makeup so always ran to her about makeup advice um when I was making my Bowsette dress I ran to her about sewing and stuff she made amazing props for her outfits sometimes her outfits were falling apart but her crafting abilities was so good and her makeup abilities was so creative so she was the person that always ran to when it came to like cosplays and like makeup and even wigs um she told me about the back combing of the wigs to make it look more poofier I didn't really even know about that. I just thought, oh, let me just cut. <laughs> well, I tried to cut it. Well, I was really bad at cutting wigs even. And she told me about how to cut the wigs and stuff. And she helped me style out, out my wigs. I always ran to her for advice about contact lenses and stuff. But yeah, no, she was my go-to person um, for cosplay. Sadly, um, last year she passed away. Sorry it was... to hear that. <laughs> it was really heartbreaking for me. And it was right before London Comic Con. So I wasn't sure about going. But I thought she would have wanted me to go. And yeah, I feel more inspired to be more creative with my makeup and my cosplay because of her. But she was definitely my go-to with learning how to craft my own cosplays rather than just buying it online. Because I wanted to enhance those skills. I wanted to get good at it. Yeah. Well, it sounds like I'm going to cry as well. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm feeling the feelings. Um, It sounds like a lot of of what she gave to you is is living on in your craft and that's really beautiful and I'm very sorry to hear that and I'm just I'm just gonna cry gonna cry (laughs) yeah me too me too (laughs) we're just gonna take a moment (laughs) to cry yeah she would have been so proud of me I'm sure she is so lovely to hear that's so lovely to hear oh god (laughs) I want to hug you (laughs) yeah she was the one that I went to America with for a convention as well (laughs) she was like I'll go anywhere with you we can be like cosplay duos and it's like yeah no it's just me (laughs) she's an inspiration to let out your creativity yeah sounds like she was amazing and inspiring yeah okay (laughs) so sorry no you don't have anything to apologize (laughs) for honestly it's it's absolutely fine <laughs> I can just hear you welling up and I'm I'm very empathetic so <laughs> I'm just like oh okay um I'm glad you told us though I'm thank you for sharing that with us and absolutely no need to apologize absolutely magical that you had someone like that um and that they can live on through through their inspiration um okay let me just let me just take a sip of my water <laughs> Take it right. This is probably like the worst time for this to happen, but I really have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. You go. Everyone take um, a sip of water. Y'all go ahead. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm just gonna mute myself really quick. <laughs> all right then. I. It was all that water I was drinking right before the stream started, and then. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. Let me, um, how do I mute myself? I don't know how to do it. I'm going to turn off my camera. I'll be right back.
we can just uh, have a quick check in with chat as well. We've got the Fresh Prince of Saiyans. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. And after that very emotional moment here, I am just like so inspired by everyone so far. And I'm like, my brain's like, I'm going to do all these cosplays. <laughs> Let's do it. And so I have actually had like a major idea while we've been sitting here. Um, so one of my like return to cosplays is Harlequin because I just I just love the Harlequin energy. I love her like just she's so a she's like really strong, but she's so like all over the place. Like <laughs> she's so she acts so much on impulse, and I and I feel that, and I love doing like. That was like my first really like the like first time I had a lot of fun with TikTok a few years ago, like back in 2020. I had so much fun, like just like enacting her energy. But I really want to like make her my own. So I've just had a little bit of an idea for like a way to make her my own. But I feel like I want it to be so perfect that I need to get someone else to help me make the design that I have in my head. So I just wanted to share that with you all um, because you have just inspired me so much. <laughs> so if anything, I will do this one thing and that is a redo of my Harlequin in a way yeah. that's yeah, my own spin. Yeah, look forward to it. Go for I'm, it, yeah. One promise. I'm going to stick with one promise and not over, <laughs> over promise. <laughs> so we spoke a bit about the craft of cosplay. So I'm going to go ahead and ask some questions based around the challenges and some advice on the various difficulties that can be faced while creating cosplays um, and how you might get through some of the tougher times. So are there any skills or experiences that you bring from your non-cosplay life or work that help you as a cosplayer? And I'm actually going to direct this to Kira because I feel like the other two have kind of answered this a little bit. Oh, I wasn't ready to answer first. I always say that. I'm just trying to think. I feel like if it kind of counts, like it definitely counts for like the masquerade and stuff. Um, well, it maybe it helps with like channeling that inner character, but um, I feel like, wait, <laughs> let me double check the question. Is it like non-skills? Oh, non-cosplay. Skills or experiences that you've brought from uh, your non-cosplay life or oh, yeah. work. Yeah. So <laughs> I can definitely say being a little bit of a musical theatre kid has definitely helped me um, <laughs> kind of get into the whole cosplay aspect. Um, I never really celebrated Halloween or dressed up as different characters for Halloween in general, but I have performed in like musical theater groups and stuff and when I was at school I like to sing I like to dance I'm not the best at acting but I can try so yeah I felt like I brought some of those skills in when it came to cosplaying especially with having that confidence to walk around in goofy big outfits out in public <laughs> even though like I have so much social anxiety and I'm just scared of how people would think of me I kind of just channeling that inner character and my confidence in general when I go to conventions and especially when I'm performing in masquerades um I just bring in a little bit of like theater jazz hands <laughs> I make my expression big and I think it really shows off to other people um my characteristics um just by being my confident self and maybe doing like a little dance or something <laughs> but yeah that was one of the things that I brought in 
I love that. Um, Izzy and Kalika, obviously you've both mentioned that you've had other skills that you've brought to cosplay, but is there anything you haven't mentioned yet that you want to mention? We talked about design. I know I draw as well. So I would draw out my costumes to make designs of certain things I want to do that I added in my cosplay. I think more often than not, I've learned more from cosplaying for my everyday life and taking like the confidence of the character uh, like Junko, for example, I would have never, ever cosplayed a character like that. But then taking her confidence and like pride and how she is as a character and incorporating that into my everyday life to be more confident and feel more beautiful and feel better that I can look like that, be like that. Like, obviously not all of Junko's personality traits, uh, but <laughs> with her confidence and being a model, I would never correlate myself that way until I started really getting into cosplaying and saying, I'd be pretty, I can do that. I, I, I'm skillful, I can do that because I would never really think that beforehand. So cosplay has actually helped me a lot in my day-to-day -day life with social anxiety and anxiety in general and helping myself learn that I am better than what I think in my own head. That's really, really lovely. Um, Izzy, do you have anything you wanted to add? Yeah. Oh man, y'all make me want to cry sometimes <laughs> with your answers because they're just so like beautiful and well thought out. And I'm just over here like, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I feel like we need to be sponsored by like a tissue brand. <laughs> <laughs> right? Luckily, it's right here. Um, so <laughs> I would say, I would say, I agree. I feel like cosplay helps me more than me bringing something into the cosplay. Definitely understand what the social anxiety that's, yeah. <laughs> um, it's funny because like a lot of people kind of ask me like, oh, well you seem so sociable. Like, how do you, like, I don't know. I can't really tell that you have social anxiety. And I'm like, my palms are sweaty right now. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> I can hide it by being really talkative, but that doesn't mean I'm not anxious, you know? I'm, like, really scared about everything that I say. But, like, when you go to, like, cons or, like, um, even interacting on social media, like, I get really anxious very quickly. Cosplaying certain characters actually helps me because you're, like, embodying that character, like, exactly what they said. Like, it, it exactly what she said. It's, like, you are taking the confidence or whatever that character brings and like meshing that with yourself. And so, you know, then that kind of gives you a lot of power. <laughs> so yeah, I feel like um, cosplay has made me feel a lot more powerful in my everyday life, more than me bringing that into the cosplay. The character kind of brought that out for me. Mm -hmm. I hear that. I hear that. Um, you guys reminded me of a scenario that I had. Um, one time I was going to a convention and my workplace wanted to speak to me, like my manager, but I was at a convention. So I went straight from the convention in my cosplay to work. And I was working at Wagamama's. Um, the chef wanted to take a photo of me because I looked so good. Um, and I went down to see my manager and he told me he was firing me. And oh, wow. Even though I would have just cried my eyes out, I felt very confident in my cosplay. So I just was like, okay, bye now. I'm going to go have some fun. <laughs> so I just went out and I went straight to like um, a pride festival because I've never been to a pride festival. 
and people thought I was dressed up for a pride festival. So <laughs> I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go have some fun, <laughs> even though I'm unemployed now. <laughs> and I just felt so confident in my cosplay. So I can understand that. Like being in cosplay, being a character makes you confident. What mm-hmm. character was you cosplaying? <laughs> it wasn't a well-known character. It was just a character from like Love Live, but I was dressed up like as a clown. Okay. <laughs> so I had like a little circus-like <laughs> outfit. Oh, uh, look at me with the like red tear on my eye, <laughs> looking like a clown, getting fired from my job. <laughs> I was like dancing my like myself. It was like you're fired. Okay. <laughs> <I'm out. laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny oh that is hilarious. hopefully one day we'll cosplay characters that like have their stuff together you know embody that no more con country no more making huge li- <laughs> maybe the spirit of that will like come into it. that's a good idea we need to cosplay characters that that are how we want <laughs> to be and maybe we can just manifest that energy from them <laughs> i was just gonna we're just being raided by safe in our world thank you so much for the raid and welcome everyone just joining us we've been talking about cosplay and creativity we're currently going over challenges and advice so uh kira you spoke about how you want to cosplay without feeling the pressure of social media How would you make it work for you? One of the things that I definitely learned, it took quite a few years, is cosplaying the characters I want to cosplay rather than cosplaying the characters that social media wants you to cosplay. Like, I know there's like lots of trend and stuff. Yeah, it's fine if you want to still cosplay the character and the character's really popular. But um, if people are like forcing you and pressuring you to like cosplay the character and you feel a bit overwhelmed to cosplay characters that you don't like, you tend to like, find social media less enjoyable because it starts to become like a work and a chore like maybe if you if you're getting paid then you have to do it but I'm not getting paid to cosplay um (laughs) like I want to cosplay who I want to cosplay um I don't want to feel rushed and pressurized by the social media to cosplay a character as soon as possible um (laughs) and my audience just has to kind of deal with it if I want to cosplay a character that a lot of them don't recognize <laughs> they can't change my mind well i take suggestions <laughs> but um yeah no i try and like cosplay characters that i like rather than try and force myself to cosplay characters that i don't like just to fit into a group or to like fit in like to watch trending and what will get me more likes and more follows and stuff it can just get a, lo- a lot well uh, a lot it can get very overwhelming mm. But um, yeah, no, I just, and also just taking mental breaks um, from social media. If you feel a bit like intimidated about the people around you and everyone looking better than you and you feel like, oh, maybe I should give up cosplaying. I don't look good enough. Um, I don't have the right lighting. I don't have the right camera angle. I'm not posting on all the social medias. I feel like that's a time when you're like, need to just take a break or take a step back for a bit. Enjoy fresh air. Mm. Focus on something else for a bit and then come back whenever you're ready. I mean, it sounds like you've you've sort of started to figure out a really positive balance. It's taken me five years to get there. And I feel like I'm gonna take on some of those tips as well. So um this is for anyone as well. Has there been a character you wanted to cosplay 
as but was unsure whether you could pull it off and is this common in the cosplay community it's common for me i know a lot <laughs> one of my i guess dream character goals is shante the half genie hero um, because I absolutely love that game. It's a platformer game and she's a, a genie. So she's got the belly showing and all that. So I'm still confidence wise when it comes to my my stomach showing. I'm very iffy about it. I can work the cosplay to fit me, which is always the thing that I try to do the most. But she's still one of those characters that I just I love so much that I get worried I won't do them justice, you know. And I don't believe in that for anyone else. <laughs> when anybody else says that, I'm like, no, stop that. Put on the costume. Stop t- saying that. But then when it comes to myself, I never follow my own advice. <laughs> and uh, I never listen to myself. But she's probably one of those top tier cosplays I've always wanted to do. And like, other than that, there's cosplays that are like project builds that I'm like, I don't think I'm ready for. There's a specific character, which might not be known. Uh, Final Fantasy IX, The Waltz 2. It's a one of the enemies that you fight, and they're wearing this like feathered gown and these giant feathered wings, and they look like black mages, but it's all green feathers and like all this extra detail where I'm like, I don't know how to work with feathers yet, so that's <laughs> gonna be on the back burner for a little while. But I, I definitely struggle, and I'm working on the not cosplaying a character because I feel like I can't do them justice. But I've been working on it for a few years now. <laughs> That's one of the reasons I also cosplayed Junko, because I was like, no, stop doing that. Put it on. Always the case, isn't it? Like, give give completely different advice to other people, but, and you never listen to it. <laughs> Even though you know you should, you're just like, mm. sometimes we need someone <laughs> else to give us our own advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just deflect. <laughs> um, Izzy, do you have an answer to that question, or...? Yeah, I think for me, I don't know if it's like specific. Co- okay, actually, no, I'm lied. I can give you two specific cosplays, but uh, in ge- they match a general feeling. Kenpachi from Bleach and Nell from Bleach were two characters that I was very, very, very scared to do because Kenpachi is extremely masculine and Nell is very feminine. And as someone who is non-binary... It is difficult because I'm always trying to blend, you know, and do... People think it's like a gender bend, but I'm like, I'm not going from one gender to another. I just like feminizing masculinity and masculinizing femininity, (laughs) you know? So there's that. But when I did Kenpachi, I really like tapped into... He's masculine and tapped into the masculine energy of mine, right? But I still had like makeup and hoops because makeup and hoops, hoops especially are like signature, right? Then when I did Nell, it was tapping into that femininity and keeping that and holding that and not like kind of masculinizing it, but just tapping fully into that. And it was a like, Oh, I don't know if I could pull this off, but also I don't know if I want to, but I also really love this character. But then it's like the public perception of me and my gender identity, I guess, um, make certain cosplays a bit more difficult for me to like navigate or even attempt because I'm like, I don't want to be seen as a girl. But then it's like, I can't help that, you know, like I look how I look or like, um, if I, when I cosplayed Kenpachi, like, besides the makeup, it, and guys wear makeup, 
there was nothing like feminine or like girly about that but like everyone called me like the girl version of kenpachi and i was like no <laughs> just call me kenpachi like you can just call me sanji you can call me brooke you can call me the name of the male characters that i'm doing you don't have to make it a girl thing you know and then when i cosplay like f- ultra feminine girls and it's like that worry there so for me it's more of that kind of like um grappling with like public perception and and ignorance in the sense of not knowing of like different gender identities so not being binary is kind of like people are still going to see you like that so yeah like in the general sense that's how i feel but those are the two cosplays that i really was like i don't know (laughs) that must be really challenging then like with other people's gender perception and when you're cosplaying obviously people will see that character as like either like the feminine or the masculine and then mm-hmm. put that that gender on you as well so i can understand why that might be really challenging and like made me sort of reflect on like how when i see a cosplay like rather than adding a gender to it just being like yeah that's that's the character unless mm-hmm. they were specified that it is a a gender bent version of that character cool exactly. i've learned something thank you thank <laughs> you for, for teaching me um i was gonna say like the same thing for me um it's just about body for me um i don't have any specific characters but showing a lot of skin <laughs> makes me feel a bit anxious to cosplay certain characters because lo- some characters show a lot of skin and like at first i was a bit anxious about it but um after going to colossicon which is a water park convention I think I get got a bit more confident with like showing a bit of my skin and being confident in my body shape. So yeah, I would say that and cosplays that need a lot of like crafting and technical details, you know, like big weapons or like stuff that lights up and do things. Like I always avoided those kind of cosplays, even though I really want to do it. I just hold myself back. But after making a key on my backspin, I feel like I have got it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this year I'm going. <laughs> my prop light up and i'm gonna hopefully put a speaker in it just like my friend did with her weapon so hopefully i'll be able to do it <laughs> but i've been pushing oh back God. one of my is <laughs> because i don't know how to create stuff but i believe in you and i cannot wait to see what you create <laughs> thank you amazing you're amazing <laughs> <laughs> this whole panel is amazing you're all yeah, everyone's amazing. absolutely amazing so I'm gonna go into some sort of miscellaneous questions before we round off and finish up. So Kalika, you've won a bunch of cosplay awards, including including Screaming Fangirl Award. Uh, what were you fangirling over? <laughs> so for that award in particular, um, me and my friends were dressed as uh, Utapri which is a idol uh, anime. <laughs> and I was a Masato. And we all decided to put together if Utapri went on tour to the Americas. So we put together and spliced up a bunch of different songs that would represent each boy and did dance moves and everything. And I think the thing that really like won us the award is we used uh, Boys to Men, I'll Make Love to You. And oh, we had mics. <laughs> 
And inside the mics, we hid, in, we hid roses of each of our colors. So as we pulled our mics up, we pulled out roses and pulled them to the crowd. And the only thing I heard was one of the judges just headplant into the desk. And, like, everyone was losing it. And at one point, one of the characters' names is Ren, and he's kind of a playboy. And our friend had an inflatable saxophone, and he was singing to um, Talk Dirty to Me. So he was dancing with the saxophone, and so everyone in the crowd was just losing. Like my song was the sweeter, softer song because he plays the piano. Um, so I was the sweet boy, and then everyone had their like playboy and their like stuff like that. So everybody in the group, and it took us like three months to learn these dances and stuff because we're not really dancers when it comes down to skits and performances, but. <laughs> we were like, we have to do this good and we have to make sure we can convince people that we're a boy band. And so we practiced and we ended up winning like a judge's award of like fangirling uh, favorite because everyone afterwards was like, oh my God, <laughs> losing their minds and had so much excitement. And like, I still, my favorite thing was just hearing a loud thud from the judge just face planting face first into the, um, the table because we threw our roses at the judges too. <laughs> Oh, that, that was wow. such a fun experience and those are, tend to be the types of skits I like doing because if I always feel like if I don't get a reaction that is either like complete shock or like laughing I don't like the skit that I've done because everything I do, I do has to be like comedy or like people just not expecting what's gonna happen you know <laughs> oh awesome um so Izzy we and by we it's 100% Nigel notice that you're playing <laughs> notice that you're playing God of War on your Twitch channel tell um, Nigel more <laughs> well Nigel um, you know what is what was funny is okay so right now I'm playing Ragnarok and Ragnarok is I feel a bit more story heavy and a lot more emotional than the last one that I was playing. The last one was a little bit more battle heavy. Anyway, that's not important to what I said, but <laughs> or what I'm about to say, but I'm just letting you know. Um, what I'm about to say is this last one, uh, the one right before Ragnarok, right? He has his axe, uh, Kratos. And I was like, I remember when I played this once before in high school, he had blades and like it was like they were on a link they were like chains and I was like the whole time I was playing I was like I could have sworn he had a different weapon <laughs> but uh here's the thing so like I started my twitch because I grew up extremely poor I did not have um access to video games and we had one console and it was five of us and I have three brothers. So it just didn't happen for us. Uh, well, for me, I was in survival mode my whole life. So now I'm finally able to do what I couldn't as a kid. So that's where the Twitch channel comes from, right? So that's why I'm playing like Kingdom Hearts now. I'm playing God of War. I'm playing like all of these like classics that I never had the opportunity to play because then 17, I went to college, da-da-da-da-da, started working, everything like that. So finally now I'm able to do that. But I do remember when I was in high school, I played God of War once and he had Blaze. And I was like, okay. And I was like, was that a fever dream? Like, was I, I don't know. Like, did that really happen? I, and I didn't want to look it up because I didn't want to spoil anything for myself. So I kept telling my chat, I was like, 
I don't know, like every like few streams, I'd be like, and then it happened. That moment in the game, and I lost it. I lost it. When the blades came out, I, I oh my gosh, you should have seen it. I was like, I knew he had these. I knew he had these. I wasn't tripping. I wasn't. It, it was real. It was real. The one piece is real. Like, I swear. I was just so excited. <laughs> So now, like, but I remember that was like all battle. Like, I don't remember. I don't remember any of the story. So now I'm getting the story. So it's been very fun to play. I finished that one. Now I'm playing Ragnarok, and it's like I'm healing my inner child all at the same time. You know, like able to play these like kind of like classics that other people were able to play, and. I'm able to do these things with people too. So like Ragnarok just came out. I was now in the loop. I was excited <laughs> for Ragnarok. I watched the trailer. <laughs> I finished the game, the other game before Ragnarok came out. So I was hyped for Ragnarok because I didn't even know until I saw the trailer. I was like, oh my gosh, now I have something like, so right now I'm, I'm streaming Ragnarok. So anyway, all that to say, it's been fun. <laughs> It's been great. Uh, little Izzy is extremely happy um, about God of War. Absolutely love it. It's 10 out of 10 for me. Probably 11 out of 10. Like, I would recommend it just across the board. Except if you don't like gore. I have to look away during all the fight scenes. But other than that, like, literally, I'll be like this. Like, just because, you know, you still have to press the buttons. As <laughs> you're fighting, like, I'm literally like that. The one I like. <laughs> <laughs> like just open enough just so I can see which button I have to press. But yeah, other than that, <laughs> it's it's amazing. It's amazing. So yeah, there you go, Nigel. There's your answer. <laughs> so I I'm gonna round off uh, our questions with a last question to everyone. So what inspires or empowers you in difficult times? But I'm very much so. And I don't know if this is bad. <laughs> I'm very much so a person who is fueled by joy and like seeing people smile or even admire like my work or even just get a kick out of something I said or just, you know, bringing joy to people really keeps me going a lot of the time because the world can be so negative and everything around us can be just drowned in negativity and bad things happening that if with my content or even me in general, if I could make a little bit of light in someone's day, then it makes me keep thriving and keep, you know, feeling good that at least someone could smile in a world that is really trying not to let us smile and really trying not to let us feel good every day really really beautiful <laughs> i was gonna say the same thing um just inspiring others um making them smile it really brings energy to me like even when i was working at kfc and i was in a messy uniform and i was cleaning up some mess that someone made a child came up to me and said thank you for cleaning up the mess and you look really pretty and the child ran off and i was just <laughs> smiling I was like it made my day even though I hated the job it just, just made my day so inspiring people and making others smile like even my followers and stuff it's 
what keeps me going when I feel low, especially in cosplaying. And also another one is my family. Um, I've got quite a nerdy family. My dad is really into One Piece. He still plays all the One Piece games. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, get on the podcast. He got me into One Piece and Dragon Ball Z. But um, my dad, um, he's just amazing at outgoing. My mom, she's so mature and serious, but she's always loving and kind. I'm trying to convince her to cosplay as like Sailor Moon or something because she likes to, she likes Sailor Moon too. My brother, he was like a best friend to me, but like it's all chill now. But um, he's into the anime stuff as well. He wants to cosplay as Demon Slayer. Um, all of them inspire me to like keep doing my best. Um, and they're so proud of me. So that's what gets me going when I feel my lowest sometimes. Where's the tissues, honestly? <laughs> there are like some beautiful answers. Like it just oh sorry, yeah. Just hearing you talk about your family is yeah. Cause I feel the same way. So <laughs> Yeah, we both have dads who love to listen to music a lot, so <laughs> there we go. Yeah. And my dad's also in anime. So, you know, I would say uh, my family are the ones that keep me going when things are hard, um, especially my siblings. So I'm the eldest of five. And um, a lot of the reason why I went to college, because I wanted to help out my siblings. Like I did, I sacrificed a lot um, to be able to make sure that they had certain things, right? And that they were taken care of. And it makes me really happy, like when we're able to go to conventions, um, and I'm able to get them in or I get certain sponsorships and I literally will just tell my sister like I send her links to things so a lot of things that I post aren't even mine I give them to my sister um or I give them to my friends and I'm just like here like choose whatever you want I'll wear it and post it and then you can have it later you know so when I feel like down and out especially when it comes to like content um but even just in general I've just think about my family and I especially think about my siblings and like I just want to be able to they're all anime fans too so like I want to be able to be like hey like let's go to this convention on me or like hey let me get you like this gear on me you know um and like let me like provide <laughs> um and like continue to because their love really keeps me going and we have I have a really great relationship with them and so they just inspire me in so many ways and like my dad is an artist my aunt is an artist who's into anime as well so with them too it's like you know when I feel like I can't do something cosplay wise my dad is there to help me color match or to help me with sculpting or to help me with certain things um my aunt is also someone that I'm like do you want this (laughs) do you want this do you want this so when I feel like quitting sometimes, I'm like, no, because I really love being able to give this to my family who otherwise wouldn't have the ability to have this, you know, like it's because I'm sponsored through these places or it's because I worked so hard to do this that I'm able to give this to you. So take it. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, like a wonderful bunch of people that we have on the on the live stream today. Like also wholesome. 
I want to say a massive thank you for everyone that has joined us in chat today. Um, and again, thank you for to Safe in Our World for the raid. Appreciate that. We have been asking today what cosplay made an impression on you in 2022 and why. So if you're still uh, in chat, we'd love to hear your answer. And make sure to follow us here on Twitch and on our social uh, for exciting new projects from My Matter, including the second year of our Do I Look Like a Gamer, which is a campaign celebrating representation in video games and providing support for video game careers for young and aspiring talent. You can also uh, join and continue the conversation in our Discord channel, which uh, we'll post in the chat. Um, but thank you so much to all our panelists for joining us. It has been a, an amazing discussion today. Um, we hope that you enjoyed this discussion and make sure you, you're following us on all of our social media, um, which is at MyMadder on Twitter and at MyMadderTV on Instagram and TikTok. We're going to be back with more live streams here on the MyMadder channel throughout 2023. So we have our regular casual conversations with comic creators on the first Tuesday of each month. Our MyMadder My co-founder Nigel chats with a fellow comic creator about their work and their craft of making comics. Um, we also do video game industry interviews and roundtables as part of our Do I Look Like a Gamer campaign. So we'll be hosting regular discussions with people who make games that we love. You can also listen to our Story X Story podcast and watch our live streams for those. Um, me and Nigel uh, break down stories across mediums from comics to film to TV and video games. You can also catch our monthly games nights uh, where we play video games, uh, sometimes well, uh, sometimes not so well, with our community at the end of each month. Uh, so you can definitely join us for those uh, and watch. And if you're a Studio 77 member, you can also take part. Um, so you can also listen to the audio version of our Story X Story podcast, uh, which is hosted by me and the My Matter co-founder Nigel and you can listen to episodes that cover deep dives into stories across pop culture. We have creator interviews and video game discussions too and that is available on all of your podcasting platforms. If we're not on it let us know so we can be there. <laughs> and yeah as always you can give us a shout directly. Our email address is feedback at mymatter.com and our website with links to Discord and the next event is uh, you'll be able to see on mymatter.com. But yeah, thank you so much for joining us. And that, that is the end of our cosplay roundtable. Mm -hmm.